Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, here we go. The countdown to the weekend is over. Big is about to go down. A new round of footy starts now. now. And every massive moment is right here. A massive arm wrestle. Massive hit. Oh, That's what we love it. To McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Yes, hello, round 24 about to begin. We have just 32 games between now and the finals. A lot of them are must win, including this one for Manly. Absolutely must win against Penrith, 11th versus first. Well, actually, you know what? You, you could mount an argument that Manly could lose this and still somehow make it, but it would seem very, very unlikely. Manly aided with a couple of big outs for Penrith. We'll get to that shortly as we preview this game uh, with Penrith losing Mitch Kenny and Jerome Luai. But Penrith are absolutely flying. Uh, but we've got some bigger fish to fry before we get to tonight's game. Jimmy Graham, hello to you. Hello, Dan. How, you, how you, much is that? What, 32 games to go? Yeah. Wow. It's you, nearly over. You see, you are now a media personality, Jimmy, because now you're starting to see holiday time. That's I can, you've changed. You've changed no, no, the, the excitement. You know, in all honesty, Dan, I, I used to look forward to the off season. I dread it now, as as a non player, because I, I need things to do. I need to get out the house. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you okay? You've come in. You're in a bit of a sullen mood today. I mean, we sometimes we get a little, you know, we have, you know, we're not 100% all the time. Are you going to be okay? You're a bit red. Yeah, I don't know why I've gone red all of a sudden. I don't know. Um, born red. Uh, no, a cup of tea inside me now, sloshing around in the stomach. I'll be firing on all cylinders come, oh. uh, come kickoff time. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, very competitive, the world of rugby league, including the media. This bloke now is going to be competing for your job. And a lot of other people's jobs here at Triple M. He's a free agent. Wade Graham, hello to you. Dan, it's great to be here. And I'll tell you what, I am looking forward to the end of this season <laughs> and, and some holidays. Um, yeah, it's been a big week for me, a lot of emotion. Um, you know, early in the week announcing my retirement from the NRL. But you know, now that I've had a couple of days for the dust to settle, um, there's, there's a sense of excitement. Yeah. Um, I can see the end. Um, I'm really looking forward to this last month of footy, and hopefully we can tack on a little bit more uh, Sharkies. Well, there's a bit of hope now. We'll get to that, but great win by Cronulla last week in uh, in Perth. All right, the story, and thank goodness this will be, I believe, the last weekend we ever have to talk about this. This statement came from the NRL uh, within the hour. The Rugby League Players Association is pleased to advise that it is that it has reached an in-principle agreement with the NRL on an historic collective bargaining agreement. Once ratified, this agreement will set up Rugby League for the future while ensuring the rights of all NRL and NRLW players current and future. The in-principle agreement will be presented to the Australian Rugby League Commission and the RLPA for ratification. Um, Player-led action for this weekend will be cancelled, uh, which means players will be talking tonight. All right, Wade, now you've been very up, uh, uh, sort of um, front and centre. Obviously, Clint Newton's your leader, but you've done a lot of media on this and, and been a strong representative. First, The first thing, here's my scepticism, in principle. So is this done? Or uh, It hasn't been signed off on yet. I, I don't mean to go negative first because this is a very positive story, but... Are we done here? As far as I know, the the communication I've had out of the meetings is that it is it is done in principle. 
Um, obviously, there's a little bit of paperwork to go getting it under the long form, but, um, you know, they're doing that as we speak and we're working to next week to try and get the long form completed so mm. it can be presented back to the players and the commission to be ratified. But, um, yeah, certainly the last couple of days has, has been really, really positive from the RLPA's perspective. Um, Why? Yeah. Well, I just think, you know, as far as I know, you know, the claims that the, that the RLPA put forward, you know, that were on the website, that the, the unions were in behind us, the public supported us on, um, the majority, um, if not all, have been agreed to by the NRL. So it seems, you know, everything that we pretty much thought was fair and reasonable and we asked for over the, over the last 48 hours has been agreed to and... Will they say that the NRL? So you're saying pretty much everything you asked for, you got, which would justify all the actions leading up to this. Would the if we got Peter Valandis on the phone right now, would he say exactly the same thing? Yes, we basically gave them what they wanted. Well, I haven't spoke to Peter, and I haven't spoken to Andrew. I've only spoken to our team, and and the outcomes that I heard was yes. Um, you know the claims that we pr- pressed for. If we went in for ten claims. We got nine, nine and a half of them um, in our favour and that's why we're happy to press forward and ratify the deal and present it to players because I think once, you know, we've heard the narrative that this is the best deal presented to the players ever in history. I think now with these outcomes secured and the claims secured, Mm. upon ratification it it will be. It will be the best deal. It's a historic moment in the game um, from the RLPA's perspective and I, I... you know, as a as a player, as a RPA member, and as a fan of the game, you know my feelings I share with you is relief that it's finally over. We've got to this point. Yeah. Probably a little bit of disappointment that it did take so long, but you know we're here now. I get like I said, it's been all positive news out of the meetings over and the changes um, to the deal in the last forty eight hours, and you know I expect it to be done in the next week. Uh, <laughs> We've got to be careful because this does put the audience to sleep in terms of the detail. And, and that, or I think, was part of the problem that you were presenting as a collective. It's very hard to present your case because it was very detailed and there was a lot of minutiae there. What did you get out of these two? You said all the claims we had. Yeah, what well, were some of those claims that now appear to have been ticked off on? You know, things on scheduling, um, RLPA funding, uh, autonomy with the, the players' share of their money, transparency in, um, you know, adjustment ledgers and, and forecasts. Um, you know, a lot of agreement rights, mm. um, the privacy, the privacy things have, have fallen into line. So all the, again, all the claims that we, we were pushing and, and standing behind and that the public support that I felt in the public, um, stuff that I seen supported us on. And we certainly got tremendous backing by the unions. Mm. You know, all those claims, as far as I know, have been agreed to. Yeah. It, it feels as if both parties will come away with this, uh, feeling as if they've won. And that's what you want within a negotiation when you come up with an agreement that both parties are happy with the outcomes and we both feel like like they've got victory. So I'm, I'm delighted that it's put to bed. I think, you know, future-proofing it, we don't want to see this happen again. So let's make sure we don't have to go round, down this road ever again. And, you know, when I speak to fans and we hear both sides of this part, of this um, agreement say, um, you know, we're, we're, you know the fans. The fans. We've got to think about the fans. What, what the fans want. The biggest issue in the in the game for them is the trade window. So my question to you, Wade. And before we ask answer that, I just want to say I admire people like yourself and Daily Cherry Evans that are willing to stand up because you've just announced your retirement. You're going to be not not going to be the beneficiary 
of this CBA or, or at least um, the, the, the next few years of it. So I admire yourself, I admire Cherry Evans, who's not got that much longer to go. Um, but yeah, the trade window, that's still open for negotiation should... Well, this the, is, this is, the players would love, uh, have very happy to keep at, at it as oh, it is. Of course, and, and myself as a player, I was so adamant we needed to have what we have. But now I'm not playing anymore. I have changed my tune. I, I have looked at it and gone, that's he- way too heavily favoured in the players' um, in the players well, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I, sp- I suppose, again, from my point of view, like the players have never been... You know, per se, against the trade window. It's, well, let's sit down and what does the actual trade window look like, first of all? Let's see why we're putting this in. What evidence and outcomes do you think will make it better than the current system? And if it is the way it's so and you can explain it the way it is and you can guarantee it's going to be the better, better than the way we're already doing it, well, for sure, let's sit yeah. down and have a discussion. But change for change's sake to another system without any guarantees of it working or without the proper legwork put in behind yep. it, is something that we, we, we couldn't we couldn't table that offer. We couldn't consider that offer without seeing reasonings behind change. So that that's probably where we, we sat at it the whole time, for sure. Now that the deal is done, if you want to have a look at a trade window, fine, let's be adults, let's sit down, let's look what let's go through the reasonings behind it. I think it's good that the the relationship isn't just let's sign off on this deal and we're done. It's like we'll, we'll keep the dialogue going, and if you know if the situation changes or something like a Vegas comes up, or you know the the new preseason competition that was implemented last season, new ideas come up. Let's get everybody at the yeah. table and talk about it like adults and get deals done for we're, everybody. We're getting another perspective in a second, but um, I find it disturbing, Wade, that Peter Valenis can come in. And in two days, this whole thing is done. Now, I know how they'll present it over there, and it might be the right thing that, you know, he came in and, and solved it. He's the master negotiator. Does that suggest the fact that he can come in and fix this in two days, that there were personality issues from both sides, that ego did play a role, that respect or lack thereof played a role in this going on far longer than it should have? I'm not, I don't want to speak out of school too much because I wasn't in the room in the last. No, you couple, weren't. I weren't in the room the last couple of days, so I don't know the dialogue and the ins and outs of everything that happened. I, I was only getting the updates of the outcomes. Mm. So, I think there's no doubt from both parties um, that there's disappointment with, with how it dragged on and how long it took to get the deal done. Certainly, certainly from our point of view, and my opinion is. I never believed it needed to drag this long. And the fact that it's been done in in less than 48 hours and the majority of our claims have been a, agreed to mm. suggests to me like it, there's a little bit of frustration. Well, why couldn't we do it eight months ago? Why do we have to go all through these hoops to get to a point where we think is fair and reasonable? Um, so... I get like again. I don't want to get drawn on that too much because I wasn't in the room, and we, we, no doubt we're going to hear more dialogue from you know Peter and Andrew and Clint over the next couple of days, and more yeah. updates about exactly how the de- uh, the deal went down and, and the conversations went. But overwhelmingly, <clears throat> um, you know, I'm I'm really positive that the deal has been done, and now we can look to ideas as Jimmy was saying about growing the game. We can look to the finals. The players can focus on playing and putting on a show. We can celebrate the Delhi M Middle East, you know, Sean Johnson, prime position. I spoke with Brandon Smith, and you know, the last thing that he wanted to do was deny Sean Johnson, mm. you know, the, the fairy tale ending. Like, how good's that going to be? We can focus on all the positives and not with a little. Oh well, it might not go ahead. 
we can focus on finals and all the the hype and the the subplots and everything that yeah. goes into finals yeah. football. It's going to be fantastic. Well, also, now. you don't want the, honestly. Here's the only thing fans care about: was there a chance you blokes were going to strike? Did, did and now that seems to have been put off. That was really you could cover up the badge. That's one thing you cannot talk to the media. I thought that was a mistake because at any time they could have come down on you. And I thought they actually yeah, showed a bit I of think, restraint. I, I think the, but the were you ever, was striking ever discussed as a serious possibility? Not as a serious possibility. It'd be the last, the last sort of the resort that I could imagine doing. It doesn't even sit well with me thinking about it. Mm. And again, the you know the the, the players and their. Um, you know, the things we did together was never to hurt anyone or it was never to an attempt to, to pressure anyone. It was always just a show of unity that we're all together on this. We all believed in it and it was one in and it was all in. That that That's all it was. It was yeah. Because I know a lot of the narrative that was getting pushed out there was some players don't know this and other players know this and other players do this and not across everything. But the way the players been together and stuck together the whole well, way through. Well, that's it, undeniable. It's undeniable that... The players were united and were going to be united until this issue was resolved. So, well, Danny Wadler's waiting. He'll have a different perspective. He'll have different information. Uh, was it now justified the action you did take? That was not talk to the media um, after games and the covering up the uh, logo. Do you think now that is totally justified by the outcome? Well, I think getting the outcome, um, the deal that we have, like I said, I, I think now it is the best deal. That, yeah, I will say, I will say, yes, it I, is justified. That's right. I, that's probably a question for those that were in the room. That's probably not a fair question on you. But anyway, you've got the result. Danny Widler is part of the family now. Danny Widler is one of the seven thousand podcasts we have here. He's <laughs> one of the best. The, the Thursday podcast on uh, Footy Talk. Hello, Dan. I think I'm like that cousin. You don't really want to come over though. You know, the one, you? You know, when the, when, yeah, I think, I think the, I don't know, like, yeah, they go, oh no, he's walked in the room. We'll have him over for dinner, but hope he goes soon. <laughs> <laughs> Being a bit harsh on yourself well, there, Denny. Before I start, I want, Wade, I just want to congratulate you on your career. Yeah. Um, we've been through a lot, like, you know, in news, in the news term together and you never shirked. You always fronted. Uh, you're always very decent to me uh, and I guess a lot of the media and the way you conduct, I mean, we saw how you conduct yourself on the field. It was fantastic. And, you know, you've been one of the fan- great players to watch, but the way you, I don't know, personal experience, the way you dealt with me and always gave me time and respect and I don't know, just you're, you're always a decent bloke. So, and you still are. And I just want to say thank you for that. No, I appreciate Danny. That's, that's very kind of me. This I should have run you a journalist and a player. Hey, if you, well, just... I'll tell you what, if you're my cousin, mate, you can stay over as long as you want, right? Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, Thank you. You heard yeah, how he's runner. selling it, Wade, that this is a total victory, a knockout victory for the players. Uh, what are you hearing from the other side? Uh, is he right? Is Wade right? Well, Dan, first of all, I want to uh, agree with you that this is uh, an extremely boring story for the majority of people. I know that's not being disrespectful to you, Wade, or the players, but in terms of covering a story and dealing with it, uh, it put, it puts people to sleep. I'm sorry. Um, and I know it's, you know, important to the players, but in terms of just as a pure story, it's, 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 you know, if I can't sleep at night, I start to think about this story. So uh, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad you've, 
I'm glad that the players think they've had a victory because you want both sides to be coming out thinking that they had a victory. And I'm not on either side. Mm. Uh, I will say that some of the conduct of your organisation, Wade, was not really acceptable. Um, some of the treatment of uh, journos, um, I, I didn't have, I, I get it that I'm a big boy, I can take a lot of the stuff, but some of the treatment uh, and some of the threats towards um, journos who probably didn't have the ability to bite back in a lot of ways was really poor. So, Danny, uh, ju- just just to interject there, so so people from the RLPA, yep, have, yep. Uh, have been, yeah. You know, if the, 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 the inference well, was, if you don't change the way you're dealing with this, players aren't going to talk to you, and that's that's piss poor, seriously. And that's right. and I, the players are better than that, and I think as a playing group, they're better than that. And I've I find the vast majority of players to be really respectful like we, like you Wade to be respectful decent people and for some for some members of your organization to to you know treat some of the, some of the media and I don't have to go into bat for them they'll probably go into bat for themselves to be really poor and I, I've, I've raised this with Peter Volandis and he's aware of it uh, he knew more than I did about it are we talking uh, about individual players or or the association of the RLPA? Oh, the the RLPA. So it wasn't individual players making no, no, these not, calls. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not blaming the players at all. I don't know if the players would be aware of it. To be honest with you, um, okay. But some of the treatment was really poor. Anyway, we can we can get past that, and that's other people can take up that issue if they want to. Uh, but I just wanted you to I, from a, and also not speaking to the media. I know it achieved something for you, but. Channel 9 and Fox and, yes, 9 are my employers. Um, you know, what the fight wasn't with us, seriously. Like, you know, you, we were being deprived of great stories. The Bradman best story, seeing, you know, uh, his origin debut. Mm. We'll never get that back. He'll never get that back. That moment where he scored two tries, that's, that's stuff of dreams. Mm. That's, that's the stuff that, as a kid... As a player, I'm sure you dream about. And I, I know you don't dream about being interviewed by, you know, Joey Johns on the field or whoever it was, but it's just a lost moment. And I feel robbed by those things. And I, I, I didn't realise how much I'd miss hearing from the players because I like to hear from the players, and I like to hear their their emotions and feel because we don't we don't. I mean, I'm I'm just a bloke who watches the game, and we don't ever get to experience those fantastic experiences that you guys do. Uh, and the closest we get is when you tell us about it. And that's and probably a lot of people at home are like that as well. So, yeah, I was disappointed with that. I'm glad that's all done, though. I, I know from my perspective, I'm, I'm so glad it's over. Uh, I, Dan, I don't have a lot of the intricate details. Mm. Um, I do know that um, today that um, Kurt Capel was in the meeting. Um, he was a player in the meeting. Mm. Uh, I do know that... The conduct of Clint Newton uh, in the meeting today—he was—he's been painted very much as an ogre in this. Uh, he was very good, mm. uh, respectful, listening, uh, cooperative, uh, and he has been for the last couple of days. So he, you know, I've I've had my run-ins with Clint um, over over a number of things, but I've maintained a relationship with him, and I've never wanted to get personal with Clint and. I think he deserves credit for the conduct he he the way he conducted himself today and over the last couple of days. Uh, I also know that um, you know yes, definitely 
a lot of this was being held up by a clash between Clint and Andrew Abdo. Uh, I'm glad that they managed to both put their egos in their back pockets today uh, and over the last couple of days. And if the, and Peter Volandis, I did an interview with him, I think it was on Monday yes. this week, I can't remember, and um, he said he'd get it done in two hours. Well, he wasn't far wrong because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how long they actually met for. And I don't know, your, Wade, you're saying to me that the players have had a victory, and that's if they have, great, because the players are the product. The players are what make this game great, and the players deserve uh, to be treated well. Um, but I don't. I, as I said, I, I told you my beef earlier. Don't don't bash up on the media or you know heavy people in the media. Not you, Wade. Not not the players, but certain people in the organisation conducted themselves really poorly. All right. You feel better? You got a fair bit off your chest there, Dan. Is that okay? No, that's perfect. No, no, I'm, but you... I'm, 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 I told you I'm the cousin you don't want to talk to. Very self-effacing, but I'm glad you just unloaded there. Paul Wade was the recipient of all that. No, no, but very good. We're all glad it's done and we can move on. And Are you know what? Right, Wade, or what? Man, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. I just like, mate, you're, you're entitled to your opinion, um, like you said. I, I, I have been in a number of those meetings. I know... You just said um, you congratulate Clint on his behaviour in the last couple of meetings. Well, I've been in over a dozen of those meetings. I've never not seen him once act with, um, you know, class and portray professionalism in every meeting. The way he did on in this studio um, when he was answering all these questions, he always yeah. answers the question. He always is a straight shooter. And, and I think no, I didn't think he was great in that interview, Clint. Yeah, I think we have differing opinions yeah, I, there. I thought he's a bit arrogant there. But anyway, we got to go because Danny. Commercial radio. We got to do the lad break segment, but we're all Appreciate good. You having me on, guys. We're all we're all kumbaya. In a couple of years, everyone's yeah yeah. What about Jimmy Graham? He's already started the next blow up about the trade window. <laughs> Jimmy, can we? Just, I'm with you, but can we just enjoy this one, please? Good on you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. You need Dan. It's a very good podcast. He often does it with uh, Mick Chamis and Reedy's on there sometimes. Adam Peacock has. I think it's. Don't be offended, everyone else at Triple M. I think it's the best of the footy talk podcast. Oh, no, I'm done. You know, you know you'd... Yeah, I told you. I hope I'm not offending it, but I'm telling you, it's the best of the footy talk podcast. Maybe because I'm in that realm, the journalists. Oh, and you look after one another. And, you know, maybe I'm a grub too. Seagulls versus Panthers. How do you feel, Wade? That was a 20-minute interrogation you just uh, sat through, like you were the witness at the at the stand. I've... No, I'm glad he got it off his chest, to be honest. He sounded he was quite emotional, and um, yeah. I feel like he'd wanted to say that for a while, and... I think, for sure, if that's what he was feeling, um, you know, I'm glad he did get it off his chest. But it's certainly, you know, I have differences in opinion. And, yeah. again, I have a difference in opinion no. with you that's on it. the other stuff. But Beautiful. We are way, way late. So let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk fun things like footy and way, life after footy for Wade Graham. It's all coming up. Manly Penrith is our game tonight from Brookvale Oval. Triple M's footy prime time. For Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. Triple M Footy lives on Lister. Ready or not? For McDonald's and Remont Water. Triple M rocks footy. You can't stop what I got. Yes, indeed. It's Manly versus Penrith. Jimmy, did you give Manly any chance? No. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, Penrith. Did you see? Dan, you called them with us last week I against under, the Roosters. I understand. But we're in the business of selling hope. 
to their fans. I mean, no Jerome Luai, Jack Cogger is in. He's been very good for Penrith this year, very solid. First time he's paired with Cleary. Luke Summerton has come in. Mitch Kenny is out. So Luke Summerton in the unfamiliar 26 jumper. Um, we saw him in the trials. Pretty handy player and has done some good things in New South Wales Cup. And likely, Jimmy, likely he'll just slot in into the system and you won't notice. Yeah, you won't even notice. It's the Penrith way. The, the, the only... The, the the big test for Penrith tonight is they know they're going to co- come up against some trick plays, but they know they're going to come come up against trick plays in September because that's part of the way to beat them. Mm. So they'll be onto it. Josh Schuster will be trying to do a trick play every time he gets he receives the ball. So they'll have an eye on him. Yes, the problem is Schuster did all the trick plays last week, ten meters out. Well. He did a lot versus 70 minutes, but the ones that worked, they were close to the line. How often are they going to be close to the line tonight? That's the way Penrith play. He only has to get three more right and maybe manly get the win. Okay. (laughs) All right. right. Depends on how you look at it, right? Now, Wade, congratulations. Uh, You made your decision. That was a long time coming, though, that decision, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just a matter of time of working out what what, what was next, whether I'd look to go overseas or um, I've obviously been doing quite a lot of work in here and and a a bit on Fox and Nine. So it was, it was more, yeah, when rather than um, mm. if. So I'm glad the way it came about was was pretty cool. So we we celebrated my 250th game for the Sharks over in Perth, and because you, know, you can never quite plan for it because you're not guaranteed next week ever in rugby league. So yeah. you it wanted a, it tomorrow, didn't it you? It was a short turnaround. It would have been nice at Shark Park. Oh, sorry, at Points Bet Stadium, but it wasn't to be. So yeah, over in Perth. Uh, my partner and we've got two young kids and we were, we were meant to be on the red eye out of there. So we actually said, because the club were always going to celebrate something at um, points bet for me, yeah. we said, why don't you and the kids just hold off? The boys will be able to run out with me tomorrow night um, at the stadium and mum and dad just flew by themselves. So once we sort of made that decision, well, then the club came up with the idea to, to join the two weeks together. Yeah. We'd have a dinner on the Tuesday night. Yeah. And to the dinner was the existing squad um, all my family, my sisters, all my nephews, my mum, my dad, some ex-players put their hand up to come along. All the board were invited with some of the backroom staff. And then in my head, you know, on, on the way back, I just thought that there's really no other way, no better way that I could think of announcing it um, with all those people in the room who directly influenced my career. And, you know, I, I could have sat up there in front of a media press conference or an all-in or, or on here on Triple M and announced it and thanked them mm you know, from afar, but it gave me an opportunity um, that night as I was there to celebrate my 250th, to thank them personally and look them in the eye. No, that's perfect. To, to thank them um, for the influence they had on me in my career and and to let them know that I was going to wrap it up, you know, at the end of this season in the NRL. So it was, it was an emotional couple of days, but like I said at the, mm. at the start, I'm filled with excitement now. I can see the finish line. Um, a couple more things to go tomorrow night will be pretty special one now with my son's um, possibly for the last time on mm. on um, Points Bet Stadium. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to what's next um, for me and my family. Uh, I know your plan, you talked a lot, I spoke to you a long time ago at this, uh, about this, and the plan was probably hopefully a year in, at Catalan. If the opportunity was there, you'd love to go there. Your wife is French-Canadian. It just it all dovetailed nicely. But you've started to build a nice little media career. Nice, you know, there, there's something bubbling here. So has that buggered up your plans to, to do that? Yeah, I, think I haven't completely closed the door on going overseas. Um, but, but it would be, in my mind, only to Catalans and because of the family situation. Um, you know, I have had dialogue with them a few weeks back, but, but nothing since then. Mm. 
Um, but, you know, how I sit right now and how I feel after making that decision and, and like I said, that excitement at seeing the finish line, you know, I'm quite comfortable if I don't play again and don't scratch scratch that itch. And um, it will be a little bit disappointing because we have that, like, we have had that on our radar for such a long time, me and my partner. Yeah. But, you know, it's once the dust settles in the next couple of weeks and I really look at what opportunities are there for me moving forward, um, we'll have to make a decision. But, yeah, I'm really just trying to soak it up and um, just get through this week with the emotion that's been there and um, the game tomorrow night. But, well, wait, it's important not to, to make a, a decision based on emotion because um, it's going to impact the rest of your life and you don't want to look back and, and live with regrets or, or lost opportunity. But was there a moment for you um, where you thought, where you actually just thought and just went, no, no, I, cause I know speaking to you throughout this season, you were, you, you were not quite sure. It was still a little bit up in the air about what you were actually going to do. But was there a moment where you just thought, no, I, 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 it, my, my time in the NRL is done. Oh, I wouldn't say, you know, a moment. I'd say it, it, it built over a while. I think, I suppose, like, the more stuff I've been doing like this on Triple M and, and, you know, doing a bit around, you know, Fox and Channel 9 and, you know, I started working inside the, the club already this season in the development pathways with Mickey Ennis. I help the girls team out when I can. So I've started actively doing a lot more outside of just just playing footy and I suppose mm. the more that I've grown to enjoy it and, and like it and understand it, and actually see see a life after footy and feel what a life like life after footy might be like. I think I've become more comfortable um, with that, you know, throughout the season. And again, like I still jumping on that plane to Perth. I still a hundred percent hadn't made up my mind. It was just the culmination of going over there, spending the day, uh, spending that week weekend with my family and getting the win, and then you know the, the dinner being organised where every time you know, oh, Gal's going to come, or oh, Flano's going to come. Hmm. You know, Moons is coming. Boyd Cordner's going to come. Luke Lewis is going to come. Mickey Ennis is going to come. It's like, well, they're the guys I need in the room that I need to tell you how much I appreciate everything they did for me throughout my time. And, um, yeah, it was a special, special couple of weeks, uh, couple of days, sorry. Well done. Uh, just a quick one because we are running out of time again. How's the noggin? Uh, it's good. It's yeah. good. And it's been a while since you've caught the knock. Yeah, thanks for let's touch some wood here. No, no, no. touch wood, touch wood. Yeah, I, I certainly um, because it was a worrying period there for a while. It was, it was, and I, I had to change my approach a little bit to the game. The way I, you know, for the majority of my career, career I did play on the edge. Um, mm. I wasn't afraid to come out of line or look for big contact, or uh, if I'd got something awkward, like a little bit wrong with my timing, to follow through with it because that was that was the player I was, and there's no doubt that approach has changed, um, you know, particularly in the last couple of seasons off the back of those yeah. um, those injuries and those those head knocks. Um, but, yeah, I, like I said, I feel fine. I'm glad that I came back and, and re, like, had had the rest and come back and, and finished playing the game that, you know, that I grew up loving. Well, it looks like after last week you're probably – you're close to getting another final series. That's a good way to go out. Um, by the way, before we move on, Gerard Maloof, over $4 billion in compensation won. You've seen him on TV. You've heard them on air. Gerard Maloof and partners are the leaders in compensation law. 
for medical negligence, uh, motor vehicle accidents, work-related injury, public liability and abuse compensation. Only Gerard Maloof and Partners offers the GMP 90-day risk-free trial on a no-win, no-fee basis. So get success on your, your side. Learn more, gmp.net.au. We're going to talk about, well, we're going to squeeze in a little bit about some of the other games coming up, some of the other issues during the week, and then it's Manly versus Penrith live right here on Triple M. Triple M's footy prime time for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. Triple M footy lives on Lister. Ready or not? McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Ah, yes, indeed. It is uh, Manly versus Penrith uh, tonight. We've only got a couple of minutes here because it's been a very busy pregame here. Jim Beam bringing us NRL prime time. Um, it is time to toast the end of the players and uh, NRL feud. That's what's worth raising a Jim Beam to. Another feud going on, Jimmy Graham. Jerome Luai apparently has got it in for a couple of journos. He had a shot at Hoops. He's had a shot at uh, Carianas. Yeah. What, what's going on here? It, it, it seems strange. I just, like... It's the job of journalists, and and for me, it it's just a unnecessary distraction. And I don't think it's a battle that Jerome Lewis is going to win. Um, I just don't think it's worth it, especially at this stage in the season. Um, like, what's the point in going public with a battle against a couple of journalists? I think. Do you think he's the sort of character that needs that fire? Like I'm with you. Like, I know. Yeah, you know what? They kind of need something to rally against. That's a, that's a that's a very good point you make. It could just be he he loves that confrontation, and he loves that argumentative. Um, yeah. yeah, he likes the a, a battle against whoever it may be. Even you know the the giants of of the media that you know can certainly it, twist yeah, the narrative. I think, I think like from from my perspective. I don't know. Obviously, I feel like he must be responding to something Hooper said on the back of the the beef with Cariana. So, uh, has he last night on one of the shows? That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, because like the Cariana stuff, I could I can kind of understand Jerome being annoyed with him. Like I defended him last week. You got to read the room a little bit. I know Cariana. It's after an origin. He he's done the social media post, so he's obviously in an emotional state already. Mm. And then you confront him at the airport, and I, you know. There's no not way. the right time. Not, not the right time. time. Not so the right I can time understand taking, he knows that now. I can understand him taking umbrage to that. And if you want to sort of do that, you've got to expect a bit of blowback. But I just don't know why, you know, maybe he feels like he's had success against one. He might keep it going and take on another one. Umbridge, great word. Oh, what about you? You sounded like Kevin Keegan earlier. I would love it. I, <laughs> I would love it. If we beat them. Triple <laughs> that's what YouTube it. Triple M, Dead Said Dead Legends. God, that's the show I used to do. This is the footy. This is the footy we do for uh, Jim Beam. Uh, it's set to be an epic uh, I don't know if this is going to be an epic game, but it might. you know what? It might be. Uh, we've got the game right after this. Manly versus Penrith. Triple M's footy prime time for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.